Every block of stone has a statue inside it, and it is the task of the sculptor to discover it. Michelangelo. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Well, hello there. Welcome back. I am Avital. I talk about mindset and parenting and help you to create family bliss within your family. And if you want to learn more about me, head on over to theparentingjunkie.com. But today, I want to talk to you about an incredible metaphor that I learned from Michelangelo that helps me when I am on this journey of self-growth and self-discovery and self-improvement, shall we just say, the betterment of myself and of my relationships. And I'm going to share this insight with you, this mindset shift, in the hopes that it too reframes all of this work, quote-unquote work, that we have to do on our relationships Particularly, I'm going to be talking about marriage and partnership, but it could be on our families in general or on our children as well. And I think that this mindset shift will really change the way that you view all of that hard labor that goes into it. So we're going to get right into that in just one moment. But before we do, I just want to shout out to a beautiful um, review left to me by M. Moore Chicago, who says, I finally love parenting. I can't even describe the way this podcast has changed my life and our family dynamics. I knew I wanted to parent differently from how I was raised, but leaning towards extreme attachment parenting style wasn't really working well for my family either. The Parenting Junkie has helped me find a happy medium that feels so good and right. Avital discusses parenting-related topics in a way that is so non-judgmental and helps you tune into your own instincts. She is the voice I needed in a time of crisis. Parents are so bombarded with opinions and information already. I love that there are no rules, tools, or guidelines that go along with the Parenting Junkie. Just a simple mantra to love parenting and parent from love. I only wish I had learned of the Parenting Junkie sooner. I recommend this podcast to all parents, no matter where they are in their journeys. Thank you, Avital, for the most important work you are doing. It empowers me to see the importance of the work my husband and I are doing too. Um, more Chicago, thank you so much for this beautiful review. It really gave me all the feelings because it's exactly what we're trying to do is to create this non-judgmental space that helps you in a time of crisis and in a time of wellness and really helps you to elevate your family experience to the to its peak performance, to where you most want it to be. Um, And so it's just so gratifying to me when you write in and you tell me that we're succeeding in that work. Thank you so very, very much. And if you haven't left a review, just a friendly reminder to please do so over at iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast. It means the world to me. So let's go back to the initial problem that we're looking to solve with this mindset shift today. And the initial problem I want to talk about here is that it feels like so much hard work, so much labor to fix our broken families, right? We all have broken families, whether or not they're broken in the sense that there's, you know, a divorce or or death or disease or all sorts of things that might really feel like a true break um, or things that just feel broken, even though on the outside, everything seems put together, right? Things that feel broken within our relationships, within ourselves, repetitive patterns that are bringing us down, feelings like 
we might have made the wrong choices or we're not managing to kind of get ourselves, launch ourselves right into the family experience that we most want. And I'm all about the inspiration and the aspiration of taking ourselves to the top level of thinking big, of dreaming big, not settling for mediocrity. This is our one life, right? YOLO. This is the time to do it. However, I think I know as well as anybody else that feeling when you're scrolling on Instagram and you see all these beautiful, shiny people having fun and it feels like, why is it so hard for me? Why is my child wired differently? Why are my partner and I not managing to create that sexy, awesome, connected vibration Why are we having so much trouble financially? Why are we not in the home of our dreams and the jobs of our dreams? Why am I not in the body of my dreams, right? It's just all the self-growth that needs to happen can leave us feeling broken. And we can start to believe that we don't have what it takes, right? Or that something is inherently broken within us. And we can even start to give up on ourselves. I don't know about you, but for me, falling down that Instagram hole, that used to kind of give me maybe feelings of anxiety or depression, the comparisonitis, right? Where we just feel like we don't measure up and we can feel like Uh, the work is never ending. All of the yoga sessions and silent ashram retreats and travels around the world and, uh, you know, facials and whatever it is, (laughs) green smoothies, all of the couples therapy, all of the podcasts of the world could never heal what we have going on. It's just so much to figure out and it's so overwhelming. We don't have the time, we don't have the energy, we don't have the money to do everything that it takes to get us to where we want to be. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I certainly have. And so then we kind of feel despondent, we kind of feel like we're giving up. The other thing that sometimes happens is that we look for these models outside ourselves. We don't give up on ourselves, but instead we overwork ourselves, right? We add on all these things. Oh, I'm going to do this workout regimen and I'm going to read these books and I'm going to do this morning routine and this evening routine. And me and my partner, we're going to do this date night and this sex date. And me and my kids, we're going to do special time every day and I'm going to homeschool them. And then we're going to you know, go and do forest school every day. And we're going to travel around the world. And the list of things that we kind of pile on to our to-do list of things that we must do in order to be okay, in order to be good, can become overbearing. And we sometimes can start to be piecing together things that frankly aren't aren't aligned, aren't, uh, you know, integrated with who we are or with the lifestyle that we live in or with our religion or with our belief system or our value system or the culture that we're part of or the place that we live in. And we start to kind of adopt behaviors and ideas and value systems from others that never truly find their way into our hearts, never really truly feel like us. It's kind of like we're wearing someone else's clothes and it doesn't quite fit, right? They're beautiful on them, but they somehow don't fit on us, right? Have you ever tried that when you you go all gung-ho on a diet regimen or on some kind of parenting approach? You're like, that's it. I'm doing long-term breastfeeding because that looks like the type of person I want to be. But it just doesn't work for you because it's too tiring or your back hurts or your baby doesn't like it or whatever. Something doesn't fit, right? Like you have this idea adopted from someone else of what you should birth like or what you should sleep like or how your sex life should be or how your finances should look. And when you try them on for size, it somehow isn't quite taking root. 
And then we can start to feel like a bit of a Frankenstein, you know, patchwork of ideas and values and lifestyles that aren't feeling like we've found ourselves, <laughs> like we're still not truly us. We're still not authentic to ourselves. Now, I want to share with you a metaphor that I think can relieve both of these extremes of kind of giving up on ourselves and being like, well, whatever, the world can self-grow and the world can develop and improve, but I'm, you know, I, I just don't have what it takes. Our marriage is just broken. My partner will just never change. We just aren't that type of couple. And we just give up on ourselves being that, you know, vibrant, blissful, happy place or trying to patch it together and kind of forcing forcing on ourselves all these different ideas and behaviors that just can't can't seem to work with who we are so this idea might seem really simplistic and it is okay of course i believe in taking inspiration from others absolutely when you see that you know great I don't know, article or a friend that you have or a documentary about someone who's doing something awesome, sometimes that change, uh, that that kind of lifestyle change or that behavior, say it's, I don't know, going vegan or starting to homeschool or deciding to move across the world, sometimes it feels like a hell yes, right? You just feel it in your body and it's scary, but it's good scary, And it's challenging, but it's a challenge you want and can overcome. And sometimes it's not. So the point is not that we don't look outside ourselves and get inspiration, but sometimes it can be forced and it can be something that just isn't going to work for, or isn't working for us. And we are pushing ourselves into someone who we don't particularly like or don't particularly want to be, but we think we must in order to fit some mold. So again, this metaphor that I'm about to share might sound simplistic, but I just want to offer it as one way of looking at your family and your life that might shift this never-ending seeking, judging, guilting, shaming, blaming that happens inside of our heads. Because when we are constantly trying to grow and trying to push past and trying to develop skills, etc., it can feel, like I said, Frankensteinian, right? Like we are being torn apart and sewn together and it's just too much for one person to take. And we want to move away from that model. We want to move towards a model that feels more organic, that feels more whole, that feels more um, sustainable, sustainable, that feels like it's taking root on a deeper level, that feels like this is truly us, this is just who we are. So that when we adopt that new lifestyle, we go keto, for example, these are all just examples, you go keto, rather than it feeling like a flash in the pan, fad thing that you try on, and then you're going to rip off, and you're going to fall sharply off of it, it feels like, oh, this is just who I am now, right? Like I now am a peaceful parent, or I am a peaceful partner, or we are a happy couple, or we are homeschoolers, or we are world travelers. Again, whatever it is you're trying to try on for size, it becomes part of your identity rather than being something that you are shoved into and then sharply fall off from. So here's the mindset shift that I want to offer you. Yes, we're going to continue to look outside ourselves for inspiration. Yes, we're going to continue to look at what other people can teach us and learn from them. But ultimately, I like to think that I have family bliss inside of me. I have an amazing partnership inside of me. I have an amazing marriage. We are a power couple 
inside of us. And we just need to liberate that inner power couple. And I'm going to use the example of a power couple, but as I said, it could be, you know, a happy family or a healthy person or whatever it is you're trying to grow into. When you feel like your marriage is full of tension and conflict and frustration and you find yourself fantasizing about your high school sweetheart or wondering, um, you know, how it's going to end or whether it's going to end prematurely or even just kind of daydreaming about ways out or hoping against all hope that your partner will change finally, that something will change, that something will save you. Or you just feel like you're stooped in mediocrity. Like, yeah, we fell passionately in love once, but that's long gone. Now we're parents. There's nothing sexy anymore. It's all, you know, humdrum. It's all, we know each other. It's nothing new, nothing exciting. And you just feel like you've fallen into a rut, kind of getting stuck in that kind of low vibe place. I like to think when I'm in that low vibe place, I like to think, we have a power couple inside of us. And I use the term power couple just to kind of conjure up this idea of, uh, you know, two very vibrant, strong, happy individuals who come together and form something even better together, but they're both sexy and, and, you know, high vibe in their own right. And then together, they're just this amazing team. That's what I want to be in my marriage. Do you, do you resonate with that? I definitely like imagine that in my marriage, like a power couple of two people who are doing great things in the world and who come together in a great way as well. So I like to think of Michelangelo. And the story goes that Michelangelo always said that there is a sculpture inside every block of marble and it's the role of the sculpture to release it. In fact, here's a quote from Michelangelo who says, the best artist has that thought alone which is contained within the marble shell. The sculptor's hand can only break the spell to free the figures slumbering in the stone. (gasps) Isn't that so beautiful? I think of us as figures slumbering in the stone. There is stuff that blocks our way, that obscures our path to that blissful state, to that power couple status. And our job as the sculptor of our own lives is to release those blockages, to move them aside, to carve them out, to chip away at them. The power and the path of self-growth isn't pulling other people's ideas and values onto us but rather chipping away at those things that aren't serving us, that are actually blocking um, us from freeing ourselves from that spell. Breaking that spell of slumber, of unconsciousness, and freeing our own figure inside. And this is a, a process I believe that never ends, that we repeat throughout our lives, continuously chipping away at the marble that is no longer relevant, and again, releasing that figure inside. You have within you your ideal relationships, your ideal self, your truest self, your truest flow, how you want to spend your time, your truest values, what matters most to you, at least in this reincarnation, your truest lifestyle that's inside of you. You know, you could see it, as I said, like a reincarnation, like this is what's what's truest for you in this lifestyle, you could in lifetime, excuse me, you could see it as a religious 
calling, right? What God or or the universe or love or whatever you you believe in and worship, whatever it is that calls to you wants from you, right? What it wants to channel through you into the world, what that great force needs from you to bring to the world and and improve, you know, kind of your life's mission. Or you could see it simply on the psychological and secular level of what you're here to do, what you've decided to dedicate your life to, what brings you meaning, right? How you create meaning. All of that is inside of you already. All of that, or I like to think of it this way, at least I think it's a very empowering way of thinking of it, is that it's all inside of me. All of the layers of myself, all of my future selves, uh, my relationships, our our partnership our relationship with our children and each of our children are all already, that seed has already been planted before we were even born and it's inside of us. But it's our job throughout this life to chip away at all the things that might be obstructing the, you know, the full expression of that. And it's my job, what I do is trying to give you and and myself the tools, right? Just those tools. I can't chip away at that for you. No therapist can, your mom can't, your partner can't. No one else can do it. You're the sculptor. You're the one who needs to sculpt yourself. What I and others can give you is tools to chip away at all of the marble that isn't necessary and isn't integral to your family bliss, to your power couple status, to your self-actualized self that has meaning and that has joy and that has connection within your relationships. So like Michelangelo, you get to take away what's not helpful. And sometimes, rather than thinking of all the things we need to do, right, we need to get up early and work out and meditate and do yoga and save money and make money and give money away and make incredible healthy foods and do intermittent fasting and be vegan and homeschool and unschool and uh, joy school and Montessori school and do amazing bedtimes and special time and great gratitude practices and journaling and forest bathing and all of the things that you need to do to make you great. Sometimes that's very overwhelming. Sometimes a better way to look at it is to take away the things that are not helping us. Binge eating is not helping me. Mindless shopping isn't helping me. It's not serving me. It's obstructing my path. That's the marble that's not necessary. Late nights and short you know, short sleep isn't serving me. Sending nasty text messages or gossiping or being unkind, these things are not serving me. So when I just simply take them away, and I say simply, of course, it's not simple, (laughs) or maybe it is simple, but not easy. When I take those away, what I'm left with is my authentic true self, is my best relationships, is my best marriage, my best parenting, etc. So I want to offer you three areas and they're big areas, okay? I'm not expecting you to do these today, but they're helpful to keep in mind. Three areas that can really obstruct us, that can really be that marble that's, you know, keeping us in our slumber, keeping us fixed inside a block of marble or rigid rather than releasing us. Before we go any further, I just want to let you know that I have written a really cool little ebook. It's called The 10 Zen Secrets of Persuasion Ethically Get Your Partner on Board with Your Parenting Style. 
So what this is, is basically what happy couples do instead of arguing. When you read this book, you're going to get 10 powerful communication tools to go beyond the arguing and into resolution. Because arguing drains your energy. If instead of arguing, you use these 10 quick ways to become that annoyingly happy power couple that knows how to solve issues, get on the same page and feel connected. This was born of years of trial and error, of therapy, of counseling, of reading endless parenting and marriage books. And finally, I've learned that being a powerful persuader and ninja of persuasion um, actually brings us closer together. When my partner and I simply argue about things, we're just butting heads and we're not getting on the same page. However, if he can persuade me successfully, then it's great. We get on the same page and we can move forward together. And the same is true of me persuading him. Now, none of this happens behind my partner's back. Of course, he knows that I'm trying to be persuasive. But the fact is that I use psychological primers and triggers and just smart communication skills to get through to the heart of him and for him to get through to the heart of me so that we can actually align on something and shift our perspectives to join together and move forward rather than continuously bickering and butting heads over issues. So if there's something that you want to persuade your partner of, be it, you know, your sleeping arrangements or your educational process or what you eat at home or where you want to live, it's useless to just keep going round and round with arguing. And better instead is to learn really deep, powerful and meaningful and peaceful tools of communication that actually get through, they kind of cut through all of that clutter and go directly to the subconscious and help us to influence each other because we are the people we want to influence, our partners, right? We want to influence each other. We want our partners to influence us and we want to influence them so that we can work in a harmonious way. So if you want to get your hand on this ebook, it's absolutely free and it comes actually with a free email course. Um, and you can just go over to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash ebook and you can get it for free. I would love to hear your feedback. Let's get back to the show. So the first one that I want you to chip away at continuously throughout your life is a low vibe mindset. Mindset is where it all begins. Our thoughts are where we create from. What we think about, what we focus on is what we create in our life. So we need to chip away. We need to st somehow let go of and part ways with and heal low vibe mindsets, anxiety, victim mindset. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Being led by fears, feeling lesser than, comparisons, self-loathing, self-judgment, self-guilt, judging others. Chipping away at these types of low vibe mindset, the pessimism, the anxiety, the things that just make us feel like a victim. I should be able to do this. It's not fair. You know, how comes this happens to me? All of that is absolutely keeping us contained within the marble shell. It's absolutely keeping us under a spell. So that's the first thing that I want you to chip away at. When you chip away at your, your low vibe mindset, you unleash, you free your inner power, you free your creativity, you free your sense of larger than life capability, agency, authorship, being sovereign, being the queen of your life. 
Um, and that is something that you chip away at when you remove the anxieties. You're suddenly left with a lightness. You're suddenly left with a belief in oneself and you can be free. The next one that we need to chip away at is toxic patterns, right? We all have different patterns that we reenact, mostly from childhood or maybe things we picked up along the way. Things like yelling, punishing, bribing, threatening, competition, thinking transactionally like tit for tat, slamming doors, giving cold shoulders, using violence, sending nasty text messages or poking fun at someone, gossiping about them behind their back, calling people names. And all of this, of course, is something that we sometimes do towards ourselves as well. All of these toxic patterns and behaviors are unhelpful. They're the types of things that obstruct our view of family bliss. They're the types of things that keep our power couple slumbered inside of us and can't unleash it to the world because it's being covered, it's being choked it's being locked in by these patterns that can't let it breathe and let it let its beauty and its um, you know liveliness uh, be liberated. So chipping away at toxic patterns, choosing every day to notice when I'm reenacting those negative patterns and chipping away at them, releasing, 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 letting them go as much as possible, and being okay that I'm just letting them go and something else will come in its place. I will unearth the better version of myself. And finally, misaligned choices. We make many choices throughout our lives that simply aren't congruent with who we really are, with what we really want. And of course that shifts and evolves over time. This isn't one rigid sculpture like Michelangelo's, but rather a living, breathing, dynamic, organic sculpture of ourselves throughout our lives. But we make these misaligned choices like buying too much, having too much clutter, overscheduling our time, or spending our resources, our time, our money, our energy on things that don't serve us, right? Signing up for projects we don't want to be part of, saying yes to lunches we don't want to go to, uh, eating food we don't want to eat, spending money in ways we don't want to spend them, designing a home that doesn't suit us, choosing to live in an area that isn't where we want to live, all of the lifestyle choices that we make, and many of them we make simply because we have no other choice at the time, right? Or that's at least how it feels. And that's all fine. That's part of the growing and evolving process. However, as we start to chip away at those and let go and let go and let go of life choices that aren't making sense to us, that aren't, that aren't aligned with the sculpture inside, then we start to unearth who we really are, our true and authentic selves or who we most want to be. So when we start to chip away at these, right, at the low vibe mindset, at the toxic patterns, at the misaligned choices, we are able to find our inner power couple. We start to chip away at those dynamics that aren't serving us, at the mindsets that aren't serving us, and at the lifestyle situation that isn't serving us as much as we possibly can. And we start to unearth that blissful family experience underneath. That's how we actually create family bliss. That's how we create power couple status is by letting go of everything that isn't serving us. 
So just as much as we can look outside ourselves and pile on the things that we need to do, so too can we look inside of us and say, no, we're in there. We're already in there. We've got what it takes. We know what to do. We just have to let go of those patterns that aren't helpful. I know, just wasn't an appropriate word there. It's no small deal. It's what we do throughout our lives, but I think it's a very powerful reframe. So you're going to chip, chip, chip away throughout your life, right? That's what we're all going to do. And then we're going to find our status slowly, but surely more and more and more with greater clarity um, to find that family bliss, right? That, that marriage that we want. And it's the one where we're saying, I love being part of this family, right? That's how we know when we've got there. We just love being part of our family. We just enjoy the labor that goes into raising kids. Sure, we still have stresses, we still have conflicts, but it feels right. It feels like where we want to be investing our time, what we want to be learning to do, what we enjoy, what we love. We feel in love with our partner, in love with our children, and in love with ourselves. Carving is easy. You just go down to the skin and stop. Michelangelo. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.